Welcome to the February 13th, 2020 edition of the Science Fiction Club, which we've already kind of begun. Um, so, um, Marshall, you haven't been here for a while. Do you want to try, um, do you have anything that you might want to talk about today? Oh, yeah. I know you I have just, trouble, but. Well, it wasn't that. I was talking to a friend and completely spaced the meeting, but I've no, not I, mean, I know you have I, trouble finding things sometimes. Well, but, um, I went back and decided to reread the uh, James White Sector General Oh, those are adorable. Series. And I'm just about finished with the Galactic Gourmet. I didn't like it at first because I found the primary character whose name I can't pronounce. <laughs> who's the gourmet chef. I didn't like him at first because I thought he was a little bit egotistical. But he's getting better now. Um, you know, it's got this... Basically, the chef comes in to improve the hospital food. Um, and... Uh, yeah, for, pe for people who don't know, the Sector General series was written about... a. Uh, uh, a hospital uh, that treats all kinds of different aliens. aliens. It's out in space. Oh, uh, actually, adorable. I forget oh, where wow. it is now. And it's all oh, about their. It's oh, all. It's along. it's like uh, emergency, except uh, or oh, you know, oh. space, only it's in for aliens cool. and in space. I don't know where it is exactly, Marshall. Where? It's not in our they, solar system, is it? Isn't it no, it's somewhere galaxy? on the edge of the Milky Way galaxy. Oh, uh, it's way out. But they never go any more specific than that. I guess and I should... White? White is the author? James White. White. James White. W-H-Y-T-E. He's Irish, oh, okay. or he was Irish. I don't know if he's still okay. alive. Sounds good. I don't know. I don't think he is, actually. Who? Uh, James, James White? White. No, he, yeah. He's passed away. I thought yeah. so. Those were uh, those are lovely though. They're so funny and lighthearted, and interesting. The the book you just mentioned, I think, is the guy is a trollfin. He's a six-legged elephant-looking being. I think who's the chef, if I'm not mistaken. And they have the Alinsons, who are chlorine breathers, who get who fuss at everybody. It, it's funny. It's a, that's a lovely. I don't blame you for rereading that. Yeah. Well. Are you guys I hearing enjoy Jaws it. or something? I, well, I'm hearing something, yeah. Something oh, no, sorry. It. That was my um, that was my Polaris. I was oh. writing down that, that oh, um, okay. title. Oh, anyway, I like the fact that with the, e with the emails, uh, I only have received one. Um, it was forwarded to me that had the, the previous... Um, uh, books are listed, yeah. Books listed. Well, that happened all the time since I'm new. It should. Oh, it yeah. should if you're on the list. You, if you yeah. can, um, yeah. Alan okay. can get you on. I can write to him if you want, or uh, you can. Oh, that would be awesome. Could you do? Yeah, you've already got. If you've gotten one, do you know where you got it from? I it was forwarded from a friend. Oh, okay. I'm not well, on the list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, somebody has to get your email address though, so they can send it to Alan. Would you like me to give that now? No, perhaps you don't want to no. give it on this recording. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, because oh, you don't know who's recording. listening to it. Yeah. Maybe right, you exactly. could uh, you could give it to somebody after the meeting, maybe, or um 
I'll look up the oh, sci-fi list stuff. address while we're talking, and I'll announce that. Yeah, announce that. Oh, okay, that would, that would be awesome. Be the, yeah, Thank you. That would be awesome. Thank you. Marsha, were you done? or? No, I, I didn't think so. <laughs> Go ahead. There are about eight books that cover the sector general, and you do need to read them in, kind of read them in order. Um, okay. I think the first one is called Major Operations, and it start. They were novellas, and it starts out with this poor guy being confined with something like an extraterrestrial baby elephant, uh, and having to take care of her, or him, or it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then the guy, uh, the next guy who's in a continue, these, they have continuing characters. One is a psycholo psychologist named Omara. The other one is a doctor named Conway. And the second one, Conway shows up, and because of his own stupidity, he gets exposed. They, they can't keep track of all of the medical information in one human brain or one brain of any species, apparently. So they have what they call educator tapes, and they give you the medical inf information, but they also give you the characteristics of the person who had the information at the time. So... If you aren't careful, you develop the characteristics of the person that recorded right. the tape. Yep. Oh, wow. Oh. And that leads to some, well, for example, some of these guys eat bird seed uh, for, you know, and find anything else objectionable. So the person that gets the tape has to eat kind of something that looks like bird seed. Oh. But there are all kinds of problems like that. Um, then they go into, they develop an ambulance ship that goes out to rescue people on wrecked spaceships, and eventually they wind up with a brief war, and basically they're, they're enjoyable books, uh, you know, nobody gets killed it's not a post post apocalyptic thing but i i i enjoyed them when they first came out i'm sorry he didn't put more do more of them um but i give them a a very good i give them a very good recommendation for people who like science fiction and uh, when did the books come out they started in the 50s Oh wow! Yeah, they're they're they were went into the fifties and sixties. Yeah, and later, Bard has omnibused them. Mm -hmm. So I think the first book, which I think it was called Beginning Operations, has three of the books on it, and then there's one called Alien Emergencies. But the patients they come up with are just amazing. Well, he yeah, well he was quite inventive. You know, I think he's he's done more with extraterrestrials than anybody. Uh, 
usually the extraterrestrials are are human beings. They with don't a little make up <laughs> with a little makeup, but they don't seem to have any really what I would consider extraterrestrials. But one of the you know they have species in this thing that are kind of like uh, animated teddy bears oh. or a large centipede or a six-legged elephant-like being. And then there are some really weird ones. Uh, oh, and I don't want to go into those because those are, those are, that's part of the fun, mm. are the aliens that show up. But I enjoyed all of the books. Great. Um, Where did you find them? I'm sorry? Where did you find them? Oh, they're all on Bard. They're all on Bard. Yeah. All on Bard. Oh, thank you. Yep. That's the other nice thing. They're all read by human beings, not computers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or aliens. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, they're right. not, they're not what I would consider, you know, they're not post-apocalyptic, <laughs> but he manages to mix in a few interesting things. It sounds really interesting. I have a medical background, and, and it'll be fun to read that. Please. Good evening. Am I being heard? Yes. 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 Clear. Okay, I wasn't sure about that because the computer wasn't making the noises it usually does when I come into this. Uh, it said you were muted. I looked at the participant list. It said you were there and you were muted. Um, so you've been here for a while. Okay. Great. Why well, do you want to tell? Do you want to? Uh, do you want to? Does anybody want to go next? Do you want to go next, Roger? Okay, I may as well. Yeah, you might as well since you're. I. Coming through. This time I brought you uh, Men and Monsters by William Ten. That's spelled T-E-N-N. -N. Yep. This is another book that I scanned for Bookshare. And I scanned it quite some time ago. I'd almost forgotten about it. But um, while looking for a book to bring this evening, I came up with that one. The title of Men and Monsters is a play on the title of a more famous book called Of Mice and Men. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yes. <clears throat> it becomes pretty obvious why he played on that because it presents human beings as mice. The premise is that a long time ago in the distant past space aliens had invaded Earth. But they did not invade to conquer humans or to rule over humans. As a matter of fact, they hardly even noticed humans. They just landed and set up their own communities and their own civilization. And I'm not really sure what they were getting out of Earth, but they decided to live on Earth. But even though they were pretty much ignoring the humans, human civilization was utterly devastated anyway. And when the book opens, there are humans, 
living in a building of aliens. By the way, the humans called the aliens monsters, and they are very large. The humans are very small in comparison to the very large monsters. And these humans are living in the walls of one of their buildings, in the insulation. They have hollowed out tunnels. They have hollowed out rooms where they have small towns. And um, that, well, that's basically where humans live in this situation. And if that sounds like the way mice live, there are a lot of other parallels to mice. Um, the humans are always making forays after dark out into the larger rooms of the monsters to raid their food stores. In fact, there is kind of a, um, a uh, an initiation ceremony for when a boy becomes a man he has to go into monster territory and bring back a prize. And the normal prize is a food, piece of food because that's where they get their food. They mooch off of the monsters. Um, the monsters do things like um, capture a human now and then and do experiments on them. Um, it seems that the main experiment they're doing is to discover some way to get rid of humans who they consider real pests. Um, they uh, try various poisons on them, and there is a scene, by the way, where, in fact, they have found a successful poison, and they inject it into the walls of their building and kill off a lot of humans that way, but they don't get them all. Um, as the humans raid the food stores, um, they find they have to avoid things like traps, which, um, well, obviously are like mouse traps. <laughs> and, um, of course, there's always some kind of contentions going on inside the walls among the humans. They bicker among themselves and fight each other. But their number one enemy is the um, monsters. And, by the way, there is a different kind of human that does not live in the walls of monster buildings, but live out in the wild and are called wild ones. And those are very dangerous humans. If they enter the building and enter their corridors and the insulation there, um, they can be devastating to the communities already living there. They are total, well, the word wild ones, that describes it right there. They are wild humans. Um, but kind of pretty much in the end, um, the aliens are about to launch a spacecraft. Of course, they're always landing and launching spacecrafts. They have kind of an interstellar civilization. But a group of humans, um, a whole um, kind of community of humans, decide that they're going to move aboard the spaceship. And they manage to do that and they get into the insulation of the spaceship, and they have their intent. Wherever that spaceship lands, they're going to split up and send some people out of the spaceship to colonize whatever monster colony they're in. So obviously, these humans that the monsters consider vermin are going to follow
the monsters all over the galaxy being vermin and pests living in their walls wherever they go. So, I guess you could consider the novel kind of a piece of humor. The, the whole idea of humans existing as mice pestering these monster aliens is kind of humorous, but it's a humor that kind of really takes itself seriously, too. So, there you have it. I found it interesting. I hope some of the rest of you will. It's a very interesting idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know that guy's name. I don't know what he's written. I don't know if he's written anything recently. I think he's one of the more the golden age writers. I yeah, think. he's probably right. dead now. That was a, yeah. that's an old book, and all of his writings were way back. So right. uh, he's probably dead. Well, Sherry. Okay, mine. You have something? Yes, I do. It's a bit of a disappointment, but it's called The Last Second by Catherine Coulter and J.T. Ellison. Mm. And the annotation described it as an astronaut, a woman, is contacted by aliens. And I'm paraphrasing the annotation because I'm going to get mixed up with what actually happened. <laughs> and they save her life, but no one will believe that she's talking to aliens. So she, um, she's brilliant, and she kind of gets booted out of NASA for being crazy. And she works for a private company and develops this satellite that she puts up in space to assist the aliens to come to Earth. And she thinks they're going to come and everybody will be proven wrong and all this. It turns out that 99% of the book, and once I looked back at the annotation, it does not say sci-fi. I got sucked in by the aliens, but it's really a mm -hmm. spy slash adventure story with her running around trying to accomplish this and the government running around trying to stop her. Is this from Bard? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were talking about the annota annotation, so I thought it must be, but yeah, yeah. Check for people listening. And I actually, you know, I don't read a lot of those kind of adventure books, but it was it mm -hmm. was a real page turner, and it really kept my attention and wanted to know what was going to happen and was she crazy or were there really aliens and you know that kind of stuff and um, so lots and lots of of people running around trying to thwart her and her trying to thwart them and stuff like that, but it was pretty entertaining. It just turned out not to be sci-fi, <laughs> so I apologize, but that's all I got. It's okay. It could have been, I guess. It could have been. The annotation sounded interesting. Someone trying to convince Earth to yeah. accept aliens, and I figured the aliens would, you know, have a bigger part in the story, but they didn't. Well, the new person... I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Is she still here? Oh, that's really weird. Lost I didn't yeah. hear anybody that left the room. No. I didn't either. Hi, sorry, I had to unmute myself. Wow. <laughs> I'm Catherine. Catherine, <laughs> do you have a book you want to tell us about? The new, oh, new book? I, you know, I have not been, uh, I have not been reading any sci-fi as of late. Mm -hmm. I have been reading westerns and, um, 
Normally, I would be reading uh, sci-fi, but I got hooked on the Walt Longmire series. Yes. And I have ordered all the books from the Talking Book Library and have read everything that is listed there. But then on some of the cartridges, I found um, additional books listed. And so the library does not have those. So I am going to go on a hunt and and find them. But... um, the next time I come, I will. I will talk you don't about have to have. Book. Well, see, the, here's the thing, though. You don't have to have read anything recently. You can talk about any science fiction book that you've read ever. Oh, right. okay. See that, um, that? See, you don't have to. Have that read helps something. a little bit. I think one of my favorite sci-fi books is uh, *A Dramata Strain*. Well, I really enjoyed somebody it. Somebody reviewed and, a sequel to that. Last month. Yeah, I read The Adrenaline oh, Evolution. Yeah, someone mm-hmm. I knew I, I was going to say mm-hmm. your name, but. That's a question. It was called what? The Drama the what? Andromeda Evolution. Evolution. Yeah, Evolution. it's a sequel to The Andromeda. Well, is it, a, is it the it next is, book it is or is se- it the third book? No, it's this. It's the second book. It's the book. direct sequel. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, see, now we're getting the prequel to the sequel. <laughs> oh, really? Well, not really, but oh, okay. just, yeah. But we're getting this first book that was the most famous one, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right, what, gotcha. Oh. I see what, what did you like yeah. about it? Uh, a drama the strain. Yeah. I like the medical aspect of it. Um, when they took the um, probe out to their laboratory and determined. Um, what the microorganism was, and I liked all of the um, science aspect of it for um, the the medical, where they, uh, you know, how they treated the two, um, the little the little boy and the old man when they rescued them and put them in isolation. I really enjoyed it, and. Um, I saw the movie also, and um, sometimes the movie isn't as good as the book, and sometimes the book isn't as good as the movie, but for me, I found that they were equally as good. Ah. Well, the, I, I saw the movie before I'd ever read the book, and yes. this is one of those rare cases where the book actually followed, or the movie actually followed the book mm-hmm. you know they didn't throw in a love story or a lot of the gadgets they put in when they come up with a sci-fi um, they take a sci-fi book and make it a movie mm-hmm. and I you know I think they that's what made the book so good or the movie so good mm-hmm. yes I agree um, I want to reread it and now um, is it Cynthia said that there's there's an um two other books in addition? Did Liz. I get her name right? No, it was Liz. Liz. Okay. Liz. Liz. Oh. Liz. Sorry, uh, I don't know anybody. That's okay. that's okay. No, as far as I know, there's only one sequel to the Andromeda Strain, and that's the Andromeda Evolution. 
Okay. Uh, essentially, the micro the microism. Uh, my my dimension one that's similar though. Yeah, sure. There is there is a book now. This is going to be real lacking in helpfulness because I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I, I'm, it was a long time ago that I read this, but it, I think it might have been by Harry Harrison, but I'm not real sure of that. And the title was something like The Jupiter Effect or The Jovian Effect or The Jupiter Strain or something similar. And I, I, I'm sure if you try to find this book, you're going to have a good time looking, since I can't give you the name of it. But it was very similar to the, the Andromeda strain in that a infectious agent from outer space comes to Earth and they're desperately trying to cure it. But um, I thought it was better than the Andromeda strain. Too bad I can't remember the title, though. It might have been by Harry Harrison. <laughs> well, it's a good candidate because he, yeah. you know, he was he was very good. Um, well, Liz, um, this, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. This, uh, go ahead, Jenny. This is Ginny. I was yeah. um there. I love the Andromeda Strain too. I was uh, I saw the movie when you know I had better vision and. The book as well. I don't remember much about it, but um, I would be very interested in a sequel to it. I think it's called The Andromeda Evolution. It is. So if anybody yeah, knows something about it, it's on, it's, month. it's on Audible, but I don't know if it's made it to Bard yet or not. Yeah, I think I noticed it on Bard a couple days oh, ago. Of course. It, yeah, I buy, I buy the books and then they come on Bard. <laughs> of do would you recommend it? Yeah, you do you recommend it? I would. Yes, I would. Yeah. You've got to have some and patience. I have a book. Yeah. yeah. I know how that is, but, though. I do actually have a book. Um, you all reviewed this a while back, um, mm -hmm. Dark Matter by uh, Blake Krause. Yes. And um, that was, and he has, I don't, I think, uh, let me back up. And, yeah, that's the one, Recursion. I just put it on a flash weird. drive, and I'm looking forward to it. But I haven't read it yet. But, of course, Dark Matter was um, a really uh, chilling about um, a man's, um, getting hijacked into another uh, parallel universe than his own and trying to find a way back. And the first time I heard about Schrodinger's cat, I had to ask my sister, the uh, one with the advanced degree, what that was. But it was a very, very good book, I thought. And I don't know what resurgence is about, but I'm looking forward to that. I assume it's science fiction. It is. Yeah, it is. I haven't read it. I don't know what it's about. I'm, I'm, I'm reading books. Uh, on my pack mate I haven't read I'm not well I'm reading some bard books but they're anthologies I don't know when I'm going to get done with them but um, um, I'm sorry I'm going to get you guys mixed up Jenny did you have a book Jenny just talked. Yes, that was me. See, I did um, get you mixed up. No, I, I'm not oh, a frequent okay. visitor, so my voice, yeah, it's a little obscure. Yes, yeah, I, I, I read, I loved the Andromeda story, and I will be looking forward to evolution. And I did, yeah. I am looking forward to resurgence. Uh, Dark Matter was Re one of my favorites, I think. Wait, yeah, recursion. Uh -huh. Okay, so who's left? Me. David, David is David. left. Yeah. I'm afraid I don't have a whole lot to say. I was going to read Gideon the Ninth, which had reviewed relatively well 
in something called Bookmarks, which was the magazine of the month for November, December. I wish they would get it every time it comes out. It's a book magazine, and it's interesting. I did not like Gideon the uh, Gideon um, the Ninth. It I read about 12% of the novel. One of you said you do not like your science fiction to have fantastical elements. Well, don't bother with this one. It It's something about she's the champion of the air of the ninth house on whatever planets it's on. You don't even know where. And the book has ambulatory skeletons that must have been animated by some kind of magic and there are spaceships and i just it did nothing for me the narrator read her name was moira quirk and she read in this rather british accent you know a really highfalutin british that sometimes catches my ears wrong so i just didn't it didn't work other people may enjoy it who wrote it um let me think of her name again hang on i'll get it and what 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 uh, hmm. Yeah. Um, so you, the plot was, gee, I missed it. It deals with the, the Gideon is a female. She's the like sword master who's going to protect the heir of the ninth house because the emperor has asked the heirs mm. of the eight houses to okay. compete to see who will be his like his top advisor and it's set in a sort of science fictiony fantastical universe mm. that i just couldn't get into let yeah. me uh tamson muir never heard of him her him or her M-U-I-R is the last name. Yeah. T-A-M-S-Y-N is the is the first oh, name. Yeah. It's too strange. Well, yeah. In that way, that's some fantasy. It, I've noticed there must be a trend to this. I call it techno-fantasy. I've seen some other books like that. They have spaceships and the world has science in it, but it has certain people who can do magic. And it tries to mix them both, and it's a weird sort of thing. The The first series I was aware that ever did that was Eric Van Lustbader's Pearl Saga, which he dropped in 2003 to start writing all, to pick up Robert Ludlum's Born conspiracy that born conspiracy. Yeah, that must have been a uh, fat contract. I, I was about to say, I'm sure he was paid very well because he just kicked yep. his other series to the curb. Mm -hmm. But in that other series, the Dragon series, the Pearl Saga, rather, mm -hmm. the planet has sorcery on it, but it's invaded by this high tech race. So that series was the first time I had ever seen fantasy and science fiction elements commingled. But hopefully, within my lifetime, he will have made enough money doing. Robert Ludlum's uh, Jason Bourne mess, and we'll come back and finish his series. It's been 17 years, so who knows? Mm, yeah. That's creepy. Could be. Yeah. Though some of his other books, they oh, are the science stuff. Uh, they, the what? He, uh, Eric Van Lusbader wrote the, the Ninja series. They're like. Yeah, I, I rather those. enjoyed those, but I won't talk about them. I rather enjoyed them, but uh, they're not science fiction, so I no. won't mention them anymore here. But I, I did not like the Pearl. It just didn't work well with me. Okay. But, but I and did. The, but I liked the Ninja stuff. Nicholas did, Lanier. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nicholas Lanier. Yep. So, um, is there anyone left? Just you. Um, just, well, wait. I didn't. I didn't. Timmy, Liz didn't no. talk. Liz no, did not. No, talk. Liz did not talk. <laughs> Liz, you <laughs> must talk. Well, you must. 
Liz has not been reading. I, I, I would, I just loosely define. I, I have mm-hmm. gotten the mood to read the stand, the extended version, the full, oh, complete, uncut the big, version. The, big, the big one. It is forty six hours, like forty six and a half hours long, oh, and no. I am like twenty three yeah. hours left to go in it. So, like yeah, it? I guess it could be loose. I, I am liking it. The character, you know, it's it's character driven, mm-hmm. um, but. Tra- the trash man and um, the kid have just kind of set up in the hotel, and and the the kid the trash man has decided that he's going to leave the kid because he's too weird. <laughs> really? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't know that that would be science fiction. The only thing that would qualify it would be the super plague that has been gen- you know generated by the well, government and then accidentally released. Frankly, I have a love hate relationship with that book simply yeah. because. And, <clears throat> well, it is science fiction mm-hmm. uh, to a certain point. That is, it's a post-apocalyptic science fiction. Right. Yeah. It's a the entire premise of science fiction. But, well, you know, it's basically science fiction, except I hate it when they take a perfectly good science fiction book and start throwing in all that supernatural stuff. But the fact is, it was a very enjoyable read, even though that super mixing supernatural into science fiction always really irritates me. Yeah, yeah. Pre coronavirus. (laughs) Exactly. See, that's what inspired me to read it. That's the kind of sick person I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kevin, who well, was coming tonight that didn't because of her? her Leela. Yeah, she's here. No, she is. Is she? No, oh, no, she, she didn't. didn't. Oh. Okay, Dorn. No, I was hoping. But, you know, Sherry and I were talking the other night, and you asked earlier somebody who uh, I think it was. Uh, Catherine, you asked her what her favorite science fiction book was, and I started thinking about it. Recently, of the ones that I've read recently, I really, really liked The Age of Miracles. Um, I don't know if anybody, and I can't remember the That the planet name. that slows down? Yes, it yeah. is. That's the young I, adult. That was cute. That was good. Yeah, yeah. But I don't I, think... I like- I don't think the laws of physics would let that work, though. But but if you, <laughs> if, well, you suspend, <laughs> if you suspend that and then read the book for what it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the thing that I the things that I enjoyed about it is is it you know it it kind of talked about the effects on gravity and how she didn't notice that her ball was falling a little harder than it would normally. You know, the very beginning of the slowdown, her ball kind of dropped faster than it should have, and and. But and it went on. But what I really liked about it is at the end of the book, um, you know, when she's you know they're wrapping everything up. Yeah, sure, we're all living in radiation protected houses because the sun is you know yes our planet is dying. But you know what? People are still falling in love and people are still having babies. I mean, it just it just ended with such a little bit of a hopeful kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. anyway, if you I, haven't read it, it's a cute read. It is good. Yeah. Mm. That sounds good. This is Catherine again. I just wanted to say one thing. Uh, I live in Colorado, and I live uh, about an hour and a half from where the stand was filmed. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay, okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had mountain. seen 
of course, I had seen the movie, but I had honestly never read the book. Um, and, mm -hmm. and now, like I said, I've got 23 hours to go, and it seems like, oh, gosh. The Shining <laughs> is set in Colorado, too. The Hotel Overlook was in Colorado somewhere. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. The, bulk of the, the bulk of the stand is in Boulder, Colorado. Wow. Well, That's actually, so it's right. uh, Estes Park, Colorado is the stand. Uh, yeah. Maine or Colorado, most of his stuff is Maine, but every mm -hmm. now and then he'll right. set something like The Outsider was in Oklahoma. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, read too well much Evan, you need King, to tell us about your interesting. book. Oh, I read a book this month that I thought I really liked when I was like 13, but um, mm -hmm. and there's still some things about it that I like today. I reread it. I got it from Bookshare. Um, it was in Braille when I was a kid, though, and I don't know if NLS still has it or not, but it's called The Pritcher Mass by Gordon R. Dixon, and it's a post, it's actually a post-apocalyptic world, too. But because the humans have messed up, they're all living in these sealed, almost all of them are living in these sealed enclaves. And if you go out, you get this type of thing, these spores that get into your lungs and grow and, and months you choke to death. And so everything is, you know, like they have trains that travel like from work, to, but they're all sealed in tunnels and everything. And you don't go outside at all. And if you do, you have to have a suit. And so this guy starts out, his name is Chaz, Charles, and he's in a, he's on a train going home, and he's, uh, he is in a wreck, and um, he is trying to, but, and he doesn't know it at the time, but we find out later that it wasn't an accident, um, but um, the Pritcher Mass is this psychic uh, entity that people who have psychical talent are working together to build to try to find another world for people to go to. Um, and he is trying to qualify for it. And he thinks he can qualify and he has some talent, but he can't seem to get, he can't seem to make, uh, make a high enough test score. So he's on this train, and he, and he uh, gets into a wreck, uh, but he manages to escape, even though he's been temporarily outside in the uh, unsterile areas, as they're called, and he makes it back in through uh, some skullduggery, and then he uh, meets another woman who's um, actually set to investigate. We find out that she's set to investigate him and try to find out how to stop him from uh, qualifying for the mass for some reason, the Pritcher mass that this psychic entity that's supposed to be able to find another world. And so he leaves the, uh, he leaves this place where he lives uh, in Wisconsin and he goes to Chicago where he, um, he, he realizes that he has to get away from his, because um, the woman who helped him is threatening to blackmail him unless she gives him, he gives her money and stuff because she helped him get back into the sterile. And so he flees with this woman named Eileen, who he doesn't know at the time was set to investigate him and try to stop him. Only she falls in love with him, so she changes sides. 
and so she gets they get to Chicago and he gets uh, knocked out and he uh, ends up and he, he wakes up in this uh, sensory deprivation type thing where you know I don't know if they're trying to drive him insane or what and um, he escapes from that and he gets to the guy who was testing him he finds a catalyst. See, this is one thing, this psychic, you know, they, a lot of these people who have psychic powers, they need some kind of catalyst that they think will help them to strengthen their powers, like a rock or, or a flower or, or something. And so he goes to this guy, he calls him up, and he uh, forces him to give him the test, and he qualifies for working on this mass out beyond Pluto and once he qualifies for it, he's protected so the law can't touch him after that because there aren't that many people who can qualify and so they get special uh, they get special treatment so he gets out to the beyond Pluto and starts working on the mass and some of those descriptions are kind of interesting because he he was able to join with it and he's able to direct it and he finds this world but uh, and he, me he talks with these aliens and they say you can't you can't we're not going to help you you can't come here the door is closed we, we're not going to let you you know we're not going to help you we're not going to try to stop you but we're not going to help you either but you can't and the mass isn't completed yet I don't know if I'm telling this very well or if it just wasn't written very well um, uh, Gordon Dixon that's who wrote it by the way and I don't know if he's really that good a writer. I know he wrote a lot of stuff back in the 60s and 70s, but um, anyway, um, there's this organization called the Citadel, which he finds out about gradually, and they're the ones who are trying to stop him from working on the mass, and Eileen was working for them, but once they discover she changed sides, they put her out in the non-sterile areas to die. But Due to his psychic powers, he gets the mass to help him, and he transports himself back to Earth. I don't know how much more I should tell, because I don't want to spoil it exactly. But uh, And he finds her in a place where she supposedly, you know, she has the fever, and she's got the, the symptoms of this, this rot that gets into their lungs and so on. But... Then he starts talking, the author, that is, Gordon R. Dixon, starts talking about a lot about belief and what you believe in affects, you know, whether you get sick or whether you get well. And it turns out she's really immune, but she didn't realize it because she had lost her powers, because she had gotten a metal block, because she fell in love with him. And um, she's a witch. I mean, witches here are people who supposedly they follow some of the ancient traditions but they have paranormal powers and that's why that's what they're they're uh, so now they're in love and they have a plan to try to overthrow the citadel and get the and uh, use the mass to clean up the earth and that's the end so it wasn't really as good as I thought it was I don't I didn't remember or I hardly remembered any of it from when I read it and I guess I can see why it's not, I mean, there's some moments of suspense, but it wasn't really very well written, I didn't think. And, yeah, they never do explain why the Citadel's trying to stop him from working on the mass. They never explain that. So um, that's my book.
and it wasn't that good. But I thought I'd read it because I read it long ago, and I thought I sort of remembered liking it at the time. But I'm much older now, and I guess a little more. My standards are a little higher, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's always it was, a little sad when you reread something that you loved, and it's like, eh, not yeah, so much. <laughs> doesn't hold up. Yeah, uh, some of those things do. Some of the things. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are some books yeah. I can think of that I read back then that hold up really brilliantly, like some of uh -huh. Arthur C. Clarke's books, and oh well, yeah, Frank Herbert's books, and even what Isaac gonna... Asimov's. The Gods Themselves holds up pretty well still, yeah. too. What I were think. you going to say, Jenny? What, Jenny? Oh, I'm sorry. I was muted. I was just going to say how much I enjoy um, the it's almost like author's pitches. Listening to you guys mm -hmm. um, give me the premises and the plot lines. And, you know, sometimes I think maybe the the uh, the summary of the synopsis might be, it's like hearing an author pitch a book. It mm -hmm. might be better to, you know, hear the pitch than read the book. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, just for people listening, this was on Bookshare, not on Bard. I don't know if Bard still has. Well, I don't. I don't know if they. You might be able to buy borrow the Braille book from somewhere, but it's not uh, downloadable. It was printed back in the early '70s. That's how I read it the first time. But Bookshare has a copy. It's supposed to be from the publisher, but it's got quite a few errors in it. It's like somebody scanned it in and didn't correct all the errors. But it's readable enough. But, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do next month. i got to figure out what I'm reading. I keep wanting to read the algebraids that you recommended. But oh, it's I'm, really good. I look at 24 hours, and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't have time this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I should talk, book. though, compared to what Liz is reading. <laughs> oh, tremendously. Well, actually, I have never read a book longer. I don't think I've ever read a book that was a science fiction book that was longer than 24 hours. Uh, weren't some of Peter J Peter F. Hamilton's? Peter stuff? F. Hamilton's was... Oh, P wait. Well, why, why wasn't I thinking? Um... Some of them were in the 30s. Yeah. I don't think any were in the 40s, though. Like no, no. Was. I think I think the stand takes the stand. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but compared to some of the fantasies I've read, like um, some of, uh, like, To Green Angel Tower by Tad Williams, I think that's like 57 hours or so. Oh, wow. They allow oh, yeah. fantasy to run very long that they won't do with other genres. Fantasy I know. go extremely. Historic fiction used to be able to go long. But I was going to say, so the Outlander books in the historical category are the, the really James long. Clavell, yeah, I loved books? his. Pretty oh, long. So Those were long. Noble House was like eight or nine cassettes. Mm -hmm. I loved him. I wish there were writers like him today. And Outlander is a time travel fantasy, a time travel historic fantasy, I guess you'd call it. And yeah. some, of her, some of her short ones were like 30 hours in one of them. Exactly. And I know some of the uh, Honor Harrington books, which I don't plan to read. I think some of them were in the 30s, too. Those are military SF. I know mm -hmm. Anne likes them a lot. Yeah, she's not um, here tonight. No, I like them not. too. Oh, David. Oh, uh, um, Marshall, you did like them. They're they're pretty long. Well, I liked the first ones, but then she, once she stopped commanding ships, became yeah. a fleet commander. I, and got involved in politics. They got less interesting. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I think they kind of petered out at the end. Sometimes oh. they run series is too long. They don't know when to quit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they're making money. 
Yeah, that's exactly. I'm cynical. I admit it. I'm cynical. Uh, they're they're making money, and they'll just keep churning them out as long as the checks keep as coming as in. They'll buy them. I hope Diana Gabaldon's outlet doesn't turn into that because she really needs to wrap that up. You know, I was reading. I was reading ahead. Um, she said that she's got ten books planned for the oh, series, Lord so nine is coming up. And we've been waiting for what four or five years yes. for the nine the to come out. The last one was twenty fourteen, I believe. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's like, and the first one came out in nineteen eighty two. I hope I don't die before she's finished. Yeah, it really seriously. I want to see, see how she's going to get all these people back to now, or if they're ever going to go back to now. But right. I, would, I wouldn't want to be. Oh, did you hear about Diana Gabbard? I would not want to be reading eight books now, because that's hours and hours and hours you've got to read to catch up. I'm glad I have been reading it as she's been doing it, because if I had to read all that right now, just like I'll oh never yeah. Read I I'm you know what? See now, see now, to see now, see. I'm completely different. If I like, if I like, if I like the series, I would love that okay. because yeah. it would be a long time before I'd get finished. Yeah, same but here. It was something yeah, I really exactly. liked, you know. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I do like I do like this James Con this John Conroe Demon Accord series I've got so I can see your point to a point but it's just that Gabaldon stuff is so so long some of it I've liked some of it I felt like I've been in it so long now I can't just throw it away if she's got two more books I'll have to finish it just because I want to see where James yeah you've invested too much now right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. really have I you know really I have. think what happened is she got caught up in the TV. Um, presentation. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm getting a little, okay, I, I get a little irritated with Gabaldon because she released a, she released them like an omnibus of all of her, yeah, all of her um, novelettes. Yeah, I didn't care she for that. Includes, one. Huh? Uh, what was it? The Seven Stone? Is that what you Yeah, something yeah, about Seven Stone. There's like seven one new thing in there, and that's it. And everything else is stuff I've and already she read. she like, has <laughs> trouble with the time in one of them. She even says that in the introduction. One of those books has a time problem, and she wrote it anyway. And I'm thinking, don't you dare do that with books 9 and 10, or I will trash you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if she cannot fix it and get it right, somebody should slap. Well, her. you know that's that reminds me of what people do with greatest hits albums. They'll put all these greatest hits on, and then, and then they'll put song. one or two other songs on. So you have to buy it. At least that yes. back when mm -hmm. they, yes. back when you had yes. to buy music on CDs and you had to buy and all or nothing. Yeah, and you had to buy. You know, yeah. It was so cynical, and you know, oh. Jan like Disturbia, eh, Sherry? Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. one excellent song and the rest of it. Are, eh. Yep. <laughs> which, and you that? already owned all the rest. Mm -hmm. You yes, had to exactly. buy all of them. Which yeah. album was that you said? There's a oh, heavy there's metal a... group called oh. Disturbed. Never and they have an oh. excellent version of The Sound of Silence. I absolutely It's like the best love I've it. ever heard. Yeah. Really? On a metal group? Wow. But the rest yeah. of the album is it's true awful. metal. It's awful. <laughs> oh. unless, unless you're into metal. Yeah. Well, see, now here's, no. the thing, now here's the thing about metal. I love the guitar work. I just wish they wouldn't sing. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. But but boy, the the the, the musicianship is just yeah incredible in some of those. Things. Well, if you want to hear an excellent version of the Sound of Silence, do oh. it on YouTube. It, it by it's by Disturbed. Oh, it, look it up. Really, oh, really good. Making it just, 
I'm making well, we're digressing right too much, so I think we've got to Oh, yeah, I got the um, science right. fiction. Uh, let me give out the science fiction address. And is that right. list still moderated? Is there a moderator, Evan? Uh, uh, just which one? The, group the science fiction? Aisle? Yeah. Yeah, that's <sighs> Alan's moderating it. Oh, he does? Okay. Yeah. Great, then he'll see. He's invaluable. Yes. Okay, then, um, Catherine, the address to okay. subscribe to this science fiction group is Science Fiction Club, and I have each of those words capitalized, but I don't know if that's necessary. Okay. All one, it's all one okay. word. And then I, uh, plus, I'll wait, I'll wait till you're ready. Okay, oops, I can't write fast enough. That's a Polaris Mini, it's hard. It's my Polaris Mini, yeah. I, I, didn't, have, uh, I have the YouTube RailSense Mini, the older thing, and those keyboards are a lot of keys in a tight space. That voice. Okay, are you ready? Um, whoops. I can't type. Um, okay, science fiction club. And then a plus sign? Like. Okay, so that's 136. 136. Wait, no. No, no it's, it's the other way. 346. Yeah, I'm backwards. I'm sorry. I'm backwards. You're right. Three. Four six. Where is my brain? Three four six. Okay. And then the, word sub oh. then the word subscribe. Oops, it's doing something weird. Oh, um, sorry. That's okay. Okay. Um, plus. Uh, okay, so that's three four six. Yeah. Um, whoop. Okay, I'm right. I'm gonna write it out because I'm gonna goof it up. Three, up, three, four, six. Okay, and then the uh, word subscribe. <laughs> okay. At, at Google Groups? No, at groups.io. Oh, groups.io. That's an interesting email address. Io. And when you yeah. send the email, okay. just put subscribe in the subject and you Yeah, that's all. Back. No, you don't have to write anything okay. in the message itself. So it's science fiction um, club plus subscribe plus groups I. dot EO. Yeah. I O. Groups dot I O. I know. I'm on a couple other like um the um um, uh, Ira, um, uh -huh. list too, and it's the same. Thank you so much. Sure. Okay. Glad to have you. Well, yes, indeed. The next meeting of the Science Fiction Club will be on Tuesday, uh, Thursday, March the 12th, 2020.